Hello, everyone. Welcome back to another exciting edition of Voice Spark Live. I am, as always, your host, Nick, followed by your host, Ben, and your host, AJ, crossing not just the countryside, but the globe, bringing you voice first news pertaining to your favorite voice assistant and ours, Amazon's Alexa. So, with that being said, make sure you mute those mics. Uh, ben, what's up? Got any news? Um, been busy, busy on the Hal side of things. I, you, I, everyone knows I, I work for Hal. Um, so a lot of really cool features coming out. Um, kind of redesigning the uh, UX UI uh, a little bit, not too much, but we're we're doing some cool things. Um, and uh, yeah, I mean that's that's my life basically, except when I get to party with you guys here on this show and uh, talk it up, talk everything voice up. So uh, it's been a, it's been a crazy week. So. But AJ, how, how about you, man? What's going on? You feeling you're you're, you're a little under the weather, I think, and uh, now you're 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 looking better. You get some color. Yeah, I mean, yeah, I you know who knows. Uh, I I just feel like I've been fighting something. You know, something mm -hmm. that's kind of like creeps up at, at nighttime and in the mornings. And mm -hmm. you know, it happens this time of year uh, anyway. Where I live, there's tons and tons of people that come and visit, fly in, mm -hmm. uh, and they come to go skiing. So it's just one of those things. Got to be vigilant. That's why I'm not having yeah. uh, any drinks you know i'm gonna take extra vitamin c and stuff like that yeah. trying to stay warm um but this week was interesting uh, i got to check out a a video that was posted uh right there on uh, linkedin on under amazon's account and it was amazon devices linkedin live and it was a very cool podcast they had um it had cole uh brown who is the vp of amazon devices human resources that Miriam Daniel, Vice President of Echo and Alexa Devices, and Tony Reed, who is the Vice President of the Alexa Experience. Mm. And it was super cool to listen to them talk and share their perspective of what it takes to staff um, and how to operate you know, during a pandemic and how their team works together. So I, I really uh, enjoyed that experience. So if you want to cool. find that, I have a link, but it's a LinkedIn video, so it doesn't. It's not necessarily quite easy to share. But if you want to find it, go just straight down to Amazon and LinkedIn, and then look for Amazon Devices LinkedIn Live, and you should be able to find that. Cool. What uh, what cool things did you uh, learn from that? Just like anything that like that stood out to you? We've, I've been talking a lot about this with my staff. That's why. Uh, that's why I'm curious. What, what's something that you kind of like gleaned from it? They're like. Whoa. Well, like, wh again, especially with, with Amazon and AWS, the it's a big deal to, uh, cons you know, to have as like your core um, MO, these leadership principles. And mm -hmm. the at least it resonated with me because I know that all of the Amazon employees that I've interacted with seem like fantastic individuals with like a very strong character. And you almost want to call it like a moral fiber Mm -hmm. um, but then when you looked at those, when you look at those leadership principles, they really, if you followed them very well, you'd be a very decent person because yeah. there's certain things in there. Like when there's a conflict, you need to make sure that you look at your, um, be as likely to find fault with yourself as you are with others mm. and stuff like that. Uh, and I think the most interesting thing for me was to hear these very, you know, sort of influential, um, uh, three women um, talking about their favorite leadership principle. And I think one in particular, and I think it was shared by Tony Reed. She was saying that she loves the leadership principle that encourages people to have an opinion and to uh, fight the urge to go with the group. 
that mm. if you feel strongly about something, even if the group does not agree with you, you do not go with the group. You, you figure a way to communicate successfully, um, or you figure a way to communicate your point. You don't give up on your point. And mm -hmm. then part of the other leadership principles to the other individuals, they're taught to make sure not to be closed-minded to listen. And just hearing that was like, that's a recipe for success. I, I wish yeah. everybody around me did that. And I kind of <laughs> thought of you a little bit. I thought, wow, if, uh, if that was in play, uh, that could make everybody's life easier. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, no, yeah, absolutely. I think that's great. That's, that's why I was asking you like, hey, you know, let's, let's hear those little nuggets, just what, just what you took away from it. So, uh, I yeah, love and that. It was one of those things where I didn't see it mentioned anywhere under the typical channels of like Alexa development. And it turns out that, uh, Cole Brown at the end said, we are actively looking to staff employees. So they ended up saying, go to Amazon forward slash Alexa and apply. And so I thought that was really exciting and, and interesting, uh, to share. And uh, hey, AJ, I'm going to go ahead and actually throw that in the chat right now so people can go ahead and have that. Okay. And uh, I'll bring that up as well. Oh, and then second thing, I oh, got yeah. to yeah, I got to your podcast hey. um, that had Maureen Lonergan. Uh, she did um, a, a training called Can Do Tech Works. And why I know her name is she's the one that signs your uh, AWS certification. So uh -huh. you get a certification, you get a diploma. And I've seen her name a hundred times, Maureen Lonergan. And I've taken like 200 courses on AWS training and certification. I always see Maureen Lonergan, Maureen Lonergan. <laughs> so then I was looking 200? at LinkedIn. Yeah, and she posted. <clears throat> so I was able to share with her, you know, thank you. Congratulations on your, you know, your podcast. And I really know your name very well because I've seen it about a thousand times. That's AJ, reacted back. AJ, that I, don't even, I don't even know 200 people, man. Well, you know what? Well, they know Amazon you. Trains. They know you, Nick. <laughs> well, I was, originally, I was going to say, I don't even know 200 words. That's crazy. <laughs> uh, that's cool, though, man. That's cool. Um, no, I think it's great. You know, getting different perspectives is awesome. Like, even yeah. in my job, right? We have to do what is called a GAR, uh, a general assessment of risk. And we have to sit there and we have to outline everything that's going on. Um, whether, you know, if Bob's not feeling good and, you know, Sally had three mid watches in a row. We have to take that in a, into account and we have to plan for that and plan around that. Yeah. And, and one of the big things they teach us is, is that, you know, even if your gut is telling you that something's wrong, no matter what your rank is, you are compelled to say something because it could be the life and death of your crew yeah. or somebody else that, that, that is the result of that. So yeah. you, you are yeah. compelled to say something. So for us, it's, it's a big thing. And, uh, I think it's, uh, I think it borders that same line, maybe not to the severity, but to the fact of, okay, well, um, if somebody has that strong point, then let's make it. Yeah. Um, with that well, being I said, I can tell you that, yeah, some of the data leaks that have occurred and then you hear about them and, I can tell you firsthand that, that if they would have paid more attention to their AWS training certification, they would not have made that mistake. It is you do not leave certain S3 buckets uh, accessible <laughs> to the public. And that's yeah. one of the things that you get quizzed on. So yeah. AJ, just, you just leave it open. AJ, you are a no. storehouse of knowledge. So um, so with that's so with that being said, you, um, 
I wanted to go ahead and give a little shout out to our sponsors for the month of November. Lemur, AJ, do the honors. Lemur. Boom. Lemur. So anyhow, what you want to do is you want to go ahead and join the conspiracy. I know what you guys are thinking. Oh, my God. Tinfoil hat. But it's not. Look at how happy this guy is. And the whole point of what happy Lemur conspiracy. is. It's a happy tinfoil hat. It's a good one. It's a good one. We hear all these conspiracy theories and conspiracies, this and that. This is a good one. This is a good one to, to be a part of. See, the thing is, is that a conspiracy is actually a group full of lemurs. So what you want to do is uh, if you want to be part of conspiracy or the pack, just go on over and download the app. Now, what the app is, is it's social audio. So every day you're going to have the ability to post repost hear other people's thoughts on subjects and one of the things that aj will tell you is that we had a really good conversation going with the ceo of lemur shane monahan about skinwalker ranch and that opened us up into a whole different thing so you're talking about something that started with skinwalker and went all the way down into something else and it's just it's amazing how Social audio provides so much more because you get to hear the individual's voice. You get to hear the mm -hmm. tone, the pitch, the rate, the excitement, anxiety. Well, so, like I said, that, but the person, if a person chooses to be argumentative, they have to conjure their own strength. You know, it's mm -hmm. different when you can hide behind words like on Twitter or Facebook and you just hide yep. behind black and white characters. Yep. But yep. here you're speaking. So, I have a feeling that we're getting this social audio experiment on lemur is getting us closer to uh civil civiler discourse and mm -hmm. there's also a form of kind of intimacy where you're with people who you may not have met before but you feel close to them but you feel yeah. safe because you're hearing them talk and then you can speak back to them and uh, i like to think of it like uh twitter but with voices yeah yeah and I was going to double that up with what you said, AJ, it, it is way more intimate and you really kind of make those, I think, stronger connections, right? Yeah. At the end of the day. And you're in, uh, because of the, the tone and inflection, I think you could properly communicate. There's no like lost in translation or at least as much as it would be if it was a Twitter thread or anything like that. So that, that's the beautiful part about it. Yeah. You know, that yeah. same feeling you get when you see on Facebook and somebody says something interesting and then you can't see what their face looks like. So you kind of maybe right. Just Go try to see what does that person look like. It's that same kind of thing that you get that because you get to hear their voice. And yeah, you get to know where it's coming from. Very cool. Totally. Yeah, and that was one of the things that I discussed was I went back and watched an old movie from the late '90s, and it starred Sean Austin, and it was called Harrison Bergeron. And if anybody ever reads Harrison Bergeron, which is a Kurt Vonnegut book, or they go back and watch this movie, I'm going to tell you what, it's going to blow your mind. And um, it has a lot to do. It's sort of like 1984-ish, and um, it's great. So I, I highly raised by wolves. I, I love that show. That was very cool. The Ridley Scott. You can see yeah. the first episode for free on uh, YouTube, but that was enjoyable. Definitely mm. going to get on Lemur and talk about it. <laughs> yeah. So go ahead over and check it out, and uh, and there you go. And then the other thing we got cooking is the giveaway this year, uh, this month, this year. Oh. This month we have. Well, we're have closing in on the end of the year, but we're yeah, getting there. <laughs> yeah, we got we got this one and another one. So, um, the Voice Spark Echo Auto giveaway. So, 
If you want to, just go ahead in the show notes of the show. You can go ahead and sign up. Only thing it's going to cost you is an email address, so then we can spam you. And then hopefully <laughs> you'll come aboard and uh, sign and subscribe to our YouTube channel, which our goal is 1,000, and we're currently sitting at 793. So, uh, nice. yeah. Thank growing, 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 growing some more. So, our, like I said, our goal is a thousand by June first. So, help us uh, accomplish that. Yeah. So, uh, tonight we have an interesting guest, and Vishnu, Vishnu Surin, he is from India, and he wants to become, wants to create, the Netflix of voice. So. What we're going to do is we're going to go ahead and bring in Vishnu now, and we're going to talk with him and discuss his platform, StoryCube, and his journey through voice. So without further ado, let's go ahead and bring in Vishnu. Vishnu, how's it going? Hi, Nick. Hey, Vishnu. How are you? Yeah, you're doing we, good. We're doing great. So we had a chance to talk a little bit, uh, you know, pregame a little bit before the show, but... Um, Essentially, we already did our introductions. And can you tell us where you're from in India? So um, I grew up in a city called Hyderabad. Currently, mm -hmm. I am in Hyderabad. But most of my work is usually based out of Bangalore. Mm -hmm. uh, but COVID, we are all back home. And mm -hmm. uh, we are stuck over here ever since. Yeah. Yeah, I think, I that's, think uh, that's, that's everywhere in the world at this point. <laughs> The world even my job they're like if you don't got to be here don't be here i'm like oh right okay gladly <laughs> no, no. <laughs> checkmate <laughs> um no but uh but that's great so one of the reasons why we wanted to have you on is because um <clears throat> essentially we're trying to get out on the fringes of voice and we're trying to find people who are doing interesting things and people who want to move and shake up the, the, the newly formed industry. And you came to mind because of uh, story cube and also voice cube and what you've been able to do in the developer community and where you want to go. So um, can you tell us a little bit about story cube and what your intentions are as far as becoming the Netflix of voice? Sure. Absolutely. So, um, StoryCube is an idea which I got uh, when I was actually, um, you know, at the Pier 17 near the Brooklyn Bridge. Uh, I mean, I've been in voice industry for the last three years, and discoverability and monetization has been a very big problem throughout these three years, right? So let's say if I want to discover a good content on Alexa or Google, what I need to do is I need to go to the respective skill store, and then I need to search for that. And the entire process is very, uh, it's full of friction and it's full of uh, apps which are not that professional in nature. So mm -hmm. you see there are 150,000 Alexa skills, but out of which only probably 40-50% are interactive games or stories. And in mm -hmm. those 40-50% also, there are like 3-4% to which are actually professionally made. And when I say professionally made, uh, you know, adhering to the voice design principles as well as uh, having quality audio production in place mm -hmm. yep. otherwise every other alexa skill is the same it, it uses the same alexa voice is the same okay which is the right answer option a option b option c it's, it's very monotonous so 
the probability of me bumping into a montana skill is way high than me discovering a professionally made skill on the existing alexa skill store or google action mm. store so i see that there's a necessity for a space or for an app where i can easily discover professionally made content and i need not if if i go on to storycube app i i can rest assured that the content over here is professionally made and then uh it it's great to consume this content right so mm-hmm. storycube is that curated platform of professionally made interactive stories for all voice enabled devices so it's like a single subscription where you can find uh you know great voice content that's great and we just got a new comment from vox protocol they said we are here for this dude so <laughs> I think you got a fan out there Vishnu. So what what is nice about this uh platform is that it almost acts as a bridge or a connection between both of the competing uh platforms that they have, you know, uh Google Assistant and Amazon Alexa. And the thing that I really liked about it was the fact that it's all there. It's in one place, it's encompassed. So you don't have to go and search for anything uh on the fringes like Vishnu was saying if you want good quality material that is for uh for anybody really you're going to be able to find it on Storycube now Storycube's going to be launching here relatively uh relatively soon correct yeah so we are actually we were supposed to launch exactly tomorrow but then uh, because of covid and because of a lot of these hurdles that we got Uh, in between and also mm-hmm. we observed certain very nice features released by Google Assistant and we want to make sure um uh, uh that we leverage all of these new features so that's why we are pushing it to the holiday season uh so december 25th is uh what i am looking at as uh, a good launch date hey vishnu which uh, new nice. features in particular are you interested in because i know there's a ton of them and they're really yeah, exciting so- Yeah, anyone that's I can out? answer this right away because I'm very excited about this feature in Google Assistant now there is no time limit for uh, the audio input so it's not like just 8 seconds or 10 seconds right so on on the Google Assistant device which has a screen uh, you saw this game where you have to guess the words and uh, um you can actually stay online and keep guessing until you get it right it's not okay, like so after 7 like seconds stays open yeah so after 7 seconds i need not say again okay google uh, open this open that and then again start guessing it's not like that right so it's it's like the session is always open so i think that's a very exciting feature when it comes to uh, audio storytelling because when you're in part of an interactive story uh, you don't want uh, let's say let's say you want to describe the surroundings of the user like he's mm-hmm. he's probably Uh, on the moon and you're trying to describe the moon and you're trying to play a background music and if your audio file is more than 240 seconds the session goes out and you can you should again say alexa this alexa that and that that's kind of frustrating right so uh, i think google has solved it with a really beautiful feature uh, and uh, we we are working with certain brands to leverage these kind of features Wow. That's cool. That's cool. One one thing that I want to touch upon uh which Nick mentioned, you know, across different competitor platforms is that 
all of us have made alexa skills at some point in our lives right and we we will be making alexa skills we'll be making voice applications but let's say i want to market my alexa skill right i need to do it separately on an alexa uh forum i need to do it separately for a google forum i need to mm-hmm. do separately for bigby and separately for apple right there's no one single place where i can actually say that hey this is the place where you can uh go to have access to all my voice applications and enable it right from there yeah you can do it on your website but then you don't have adjacent traffic so imagine storycube where you have an exclusive page for yourself as well as exclusive page for all the other premium developers like yourself so all the users that these guys bring on board there'll be a lot of adjacent traffic someone who has come there to consume disney content can bump into nick's content and someone who has mm-hmm. come there to consume nick's content would find storycube content so it's like a place where you can uh, where we are actually uh, you know focusing the traffic uh, which is a very niche traffic actually you know people who are seeking voice content and the beauty is it's not like youtube where you are dependent on amount of consumption to monetize we have a marketplace model where you can immediately monetize right so you can just sell your content like that and uh, yeah and that's going to be a game changer because small studios small developers who invest a lot of money in designing this content and producing this content can just say hey you know what take this for $7 take this for $8 uh and in the way that it works is using storycube account linking okay uh so we okay. identify the user has purchased uh the particular product or not okay. so uh i mean so we are doing this to avoid the uh in skill purchasing on the alexa side yeah so that's going to be an interesting uh question and that's going we need to see how it plans out right so uh ideally the way i see it is when netflix is doing it right so you just need to sign into netflix account and you can yeah. use it over your echo show or google nest hub you don't need to pay google or uh, echo uh, you know 30% of your netflix subscription that's that's crazy so the way i see it is we are going to follow the same model yeah it, it might lead us to the uh, same battle that epic games is having with apple and google mm-hmm. uh, but then we need to see how all these antitrust Uh, litigations also all these lawsuits also you know come to fruition when it comes to google and apple uh, so it, it, it's an interesting place to be and i think uh, as as a community person you would want this particular feature because as a user i don't want to purchase it twice for my google once and for my alexa once i want to purchase right. it once and it has to be accessible everywhere that's the ideal scenario and someone has to create that ideal scenario and and storycube is doing that. Well, I think it's great and I think I think your time of launch is perfect. I mean, you figure the, the based on what I know and you know, that's you know, I'm no I'm no Albert Einstein or a marketing genius, uh but I will say this, if I'm going to go ahead and I'm going to release a product, I'm going to release it in two windows. First window is going to be somewhere after Thanksgiving in the US. and it's going to be somewhere approximately before christmas that way it's able to be santa claus is able to pick that thing up and throw it right underneath the christmas tree and what you're doing is you're saying okay yours is all software based so i mean you can have that hard that hard launch on december 25th and still reap those benefits 
-hmm. But here's the thing. Under that Christmas tree, there is going to be smart home devices. There's going to be smart home devices for an 86-year-old grandmother and the eight-year-old Susie that just got one for her room. And they're going to need to go somewhere to find good quality stuff. And that, and that's you. You're answering the call. So I, I think I think that aspect of it's great. I love the idea of uh, of you guys doing a launch on December 25th. Now it's going to be right at midnight, right? Uh, yeah, I mean we need to figure out the logistics. <laughs> <laughs> no, we are not like a big Disney or Warner Brothers where there's a huge list of people waiting for us to release the content. So. <laughs> Yeah, we we need to see how it goes. Cool. Are you uh, finding that um, we think we tend we tend to think we review skills, and one of the things that we all kind of picked up was the applicability of in the car. That mm -hmm. you know, it, just the idea of being able to have uh, some great quality stories that keep everybody, all the young kids, focused and content and happy in the vehicle. Um, it just seems like such a great fit wondering if you had any comments on uh, anything that if, if you found that it's just the same, um, have you prepared for anything in the, in the vehicle or um, have you had some good stories of folks using uh, listening to stories in, in places that are outside the home? Any comments yeah. on that? Absolutely. I think you're, uh, you're exactly on point, right? So if you see audible uh, majority of the content that's consumed on audible is uh, during transit. Right, whether you're in a car, whether you're, you know, in 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 a in a train, uh, or on your daily metro, so I think content uh, during transit is very huge. It's a very mm. huge market, and Echo Auto is going to make it so simple for us to just leverage all the content, right, which we make for voice devices. But there's a sh there's there's a great need for content for kids in this segment, because if you mm -hmm. see most of the it's for adults and usually the kids sleep in the back right or uh, they would if, if you're talking about let's say an eight-year-old or a 11-year-old they want to engage in some kind of a game so we have so many games we play uh, while we are traveling right like guess the word that i'm thinking about things like that so i think interactive stories and interactive games would play uh, a major role in revolutionizing how you consume content during transit especially if you're not alone when you're traveling. So we have, mm. we have a set of uh, ideas that we want to implement for this particular use case separately, right? So that it's going to be like this. So probably the content that you consume in your car, uh, you won't consume the same content when you're back in your bed, right? right? So um, think about it like this. Every day in the morning, probably at 8 a.m., you have a new episode or a new story from... Arabian Nights or a new story from the Bible, right? Uh, mm -hmm. And then it's it's exactly probably for 20, 25 minutes or 30 minutes. And then uh, you can listen to it when you're in the car and it's, it's so convenient, right? So you can just say, mm -hmm. Alexa, play the story or Alexa, play that story. And if you are uh, not alone, uh, we have so many fun games and one of them is launching, uh, uh, you know, quite, uh, very soon, which is called Alpaca Alpa, Alpaca. It's a it's a fun game. It's you just have to repeat gibberish, right? We created this character of an alpaca, which is very sweet and which just sings uh, random tongue twisters, which are which absolutely make no sense. But mm -hmm. the way that she sings them, 
it makes you want to repeat it and you make a a, a fool of yourself right it, it's like you're embarrassing yourself and you have to do it in a group and oh, that's fine. i think fun games like these would also keep uh, people engaged and uh, mm-hmm. make uh, make the journey uh, more uh, enjoyable so hey, so guys you want to want me to play a sample of it yeah let's yeah? go ahead okay. let's give it a uh, so, try uh, okay ready three, two, one. A long, long time ago, there lived the most cheerful alpaca in the world. Its name? Alpacalpa alpaca. This alpaca never sleeps. It keeps on singing cheerful songs that no one understood. Bing, bing, bong, bong, bing, bing, bong. But everyone enjoyed. Even the grumpiest of kids would jump with joy as soon as they heard alpacalpa alpaca. So kids from that day on went to the alpaca and listened to whatever she had to say. Kids would try repeating those songs, which made Alpacalpa more happy, and she would continue to sing for every kid that came to her. So, are you ready to repeat some Bing Bing Bong Bong songs with Alpacalpa Alpaca? Bing Bing Bong. That's awesome. I think our president <laughs> would like to... Uh... It's definitely, it's different when the younger kids are the different, there's, it's a certain mindset that things that adults might think is, is maybe not so fun. Not right. true for young kids. Not true at all. <laughs> exactly. That I wanted to point out was, and, you know, just to throw a little bit back to Clint McLean over at Budgie, He's got one of the stories that are going to be featured on this. Uh, that's awesome that you're teaming up with him, Vishnu, because Detective X, I liked it. And that was my, a lot of fun. my only uh, criticism of it was, is he going to make, you know, more skills that feature Detective X? Or is it going to be one skill with multiple stories? So I, I, I really enjoyed it. Um, and th- that was great that you're able to partner up with him. Yeah, so I think Budgie was a very, uh, it, it was a no-brainer in terms of this decision, right? So I, I had a call with Clint and, uh, you know, we shared our views with respect to the content that is there in the voice industry right now. Mm-hmm. And uh, Detective X just hit, you know, hits all the checkboxes, right? So it's got great professionally made audio uh, and then it has a very carefully designed conversation and... Uh, it's it's people like him it's people like budgie that we need to uh, entertain more and we need to encourage them more and if they have a platform like storycube where they can actually monetize and actually boost their discoverability it's going to uh, encourage them to create more in the same ip or more in the similar yeah. ip yeah and this is like a benchmark for other small publishers other small studios also to come up with something as exciting as detective x I personally think that we are at we are at a very starting stage in this mm-hmm. very long journey, right? So uh, this is just the start. In the next one year, we are going to see a whole lot of similar, well-produced content. And in fact, I know for a fact that Google is doing something interesting by their own, right? So it, it's going to be like a very good industry to be in, uh, this interactive stories content through voice devices. 
Right. So uh, let's say, uh, you know, I'm, I'm, I'm developing a skill. How do how do how does one reach out to you or how do how do they you know, reach out to StoryCube to get, get be uh, involved in that platform? Sure. So um, currently what we are doing is we are reaching out to uh, select studios and publishers uh, by ourselves who come under our radar. Uh, but then, uh, you know, our website is there and um, mm -hmm. my email ID is Vishnu at voicecube.com or vishnu at storycube.com you can just shoot an email right i'm very approachable i'm 100 percent online uh, throughout the day and, uh, and it's i would cube with a uh, cube with a q right yes yep. yeah cube with a q <laughs> yeah i didn't get the domain name with c so i went yeah. <laughs> <laughs> the domain all, game is uh, still still tough still tough to get the exact one you want <laughs> <laughs> but but yeah q is Q is cute and it, it's got some style to it. Mm -hmm. So start with that. So yeah, anybody can shoot me an email and then we uh, review their skill. We review their audio content. And it, it need not be a developer. It can be any children's storyteller, right? Mm -hmm. They might even just have a book, which is very popular. We are willing to co-produce the audio content along with them. We That's are willing to good, foot good the bill right for there. technology, right? So mm -hmm. anybody who wants to tell stories to kids, but we have one philosophy behind all the content that goes out there. It it needs it shouldn't be purely entertainment. It it should have some sort of edutainment angle to it, right? Mm -hmm. So all the original content that StoryCube is making also it goes something like this. Like we have uh, an original game coming up, which is called Agent Sixty Seven. Mm -hmm. uh, in this in this story, you have to save the planet from an alien invasion. And in this process, you learn basics of coding, uh, basics of geography, basics of science, and you know all the STEM subjects. And it's not like uh, a, a preachy thing. It's it's like how we watched Popeye when we were kids. I'm sure you guys know Popeye, right? And then we immediately knew that spinach is good for muscles. Yeah. Right? Mm -hmm. um, real quick, Vishnu, do you know what branch of military uh, Popeye was in? Uh, Navy. He was actually a Coast Guardsman. Oh, what what? You kind of look like him as well. I mean, if you flex your bicep. Yeah. Those forearms. Yeah. They're the forearms. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Uh, spin spinach all day long with this guy. Oh man, yeah, it's the lighting. It's the lighting. I'm telling you. Um, when I was when I was a kid, I I always wanted to have spinach. I mean, until the day I had it real i always was like i need spinach right but then once i had it i'm like okay no this is not happening never yeah yeah <laughs> but it now, that is the kind it's of a big difference raw and cooked yeah i mean that's the diff that's the impact storytelling has on kids right yeah. mm -hmm. yep you know actually making the kids sit down and you're not know, teaching him that okay this is good for you this is good for you it's just yeah. induced uh, you know, through storytelling, and then uh, that's how kids pick it up. And those kind of things are remembered for a longer time than what you uh, learn over a blackboard or in your classroom. I mean, this is just my philosophy. That, but uh, they say that uh, you know, listening is uh, very—it uh, it requires a lot of uh, participation. So when yep. you're just watching something, you can kind of shut your brain down and just consume, and just the information is kind of going this way. But when you're listening, you're you're conjuring and you're creating the world. You're you're filling in a lot of gaps. And I know when I was growing up, uh, that's one of the toys I had, which is a little thinker tapes. 
maybe tell a story about getting in a time machine, say, we're going back in time, describe the whole area. And then it came with a little kit of crayons and things like that. And she'd be like, okay, we're going to play some cool music. And they would play music for five minutes and you would draw. And boy, that, that left a big impact on me. Mm -hmm. I still feel like those brain cells are in there. You know what I used to, you know what I used to make as a little kid? I used to take, uh, shoe boxes, right. And cut a hole in the shoe box and then put like, um, then to where you could look through it and then Mm -hmm. put like little figurines and stuff in there and pieces of paper. And it would look, it would like create a scene from a certain angle. Right. And and then you'd have to like, imagine like what's going on. And, uh, I used to do that as a kid too. It's, it's very interesting. The connection that kids have, uh, in, in the connection that they can make whenever they're an adult and how that tr- kind of trans, how that kind of like transforms, because even myself, I'm, I'm, you know, I wouldn't consider myself a, an intermediate or expert coder, but I love to do it. And I love to be a part of the voice realm. And if what Vishnu is doing can inspire some little guys or girls to grow up, to want to create voice apps as well, and to yeah. do this as well. And through something like agent 67, I mean, hell, that's a great idea. And, um, that it's paying it forward. It's perfect. Paying yeah. It forward. Yeah. Yep. Got to yep. think about the next generation there. Yeah. Um, so Vishnu, how did you, uh, come into coding? When was your like, uh-huh moment as far as like, uh, voice coding, voice coding. Okay. So, um, it was back in 2017. So, uh, I just finished my first, uh, year as an entrepreneur. Uh, we mm-hmm. were into, you know, product development, digital marketing, and, you know, in the services sector. And then I met a person who wanted to create something, um, you know, around Alexa, right? Mm-hmm. So he wanted to create, uh, um, and an Alexa bot for hotels where you need not pick up the telephone. You can just say, okay, Alexa, get me a pepperoni pizza. Right. And then it already knows your room number. And then it lodges the request in the, uh, hotel PMS. So, uh, that's, that's how we started the company and, uh, in, in 2017, but then, uh, as you guys know, you know, Amazon came up with their own Alexa for hospitality and yeah. then they mm-hmm. imposed so many rules around it so it didn't become a viable business so when that business was shutting down uh, because i got a lot of knowledge around voice design conversation design i started voice cube on my own uh, which was a pure voice tech agency where we do services for different organization like you want an alexa skill developed we are the guys you want a google mm-hmm. action developed we are the guys you want to create an nlp application yeah we are the guys so that's how I got into voice design, voice conversation, development and all. Uh, and then slowly I started creating content on YouTube and I've uh, participated in some conferences. Then I got uh, uh, invites to be a speaker in several voice events and several other events where I had to speak about how does one go about doing a voice design or a conversation design and what is all this Alexa skill development about? So that's how I became, you know, a, a kind of subject matter expert on this topic. And uh, always at the back of my mind, I was like, services is good, but product, nothing can beat a product, right? And mm-hmm. when I was thinking about what's the right product to build, 
uh, around voice i thought education has a good scope so we did a small pilot program in one of the tier 2 schools in india and we saw that people are fascinated by this product and people uh, when they are actually engaged in a conversation they pick up subjects even more mm-hmm. quickly but at the same time i didn't want to become yet another educational tool right um and uh, uh i didn't want kids to kind of be dreadful of my product i wanted them to love my product and this is what i was talking about you know when i was uh, you know at the brooklyn bridge and i was talking to a lot of people over there i got this idea that um, nobody knew that something called actions or something called alexa skills existed they just knew that mm. the device existed and you could ask what's the weather like or play some music but nobody knew that you could actually listen to stories you could mm-hmm. actually interact with games on it so i thought uh, it's there right in your alexa app right but people don't have the patience to go and explore and especially yeah. because i mean no offense to the amazon guys but the the app is quite buggy and it's very slow when you're trying to browse the skills so that's oh, when i thought he just called them out Yeah. <laughs> we have the no, same okay. idea. That's this, that's what one of the things we have the same perspective is wanting yeah. to make sure that we uh build a bridge so that folks can learn about this because people know how to search on a phone book, people know how to search on a web, they know how to flip mm-hmm. to TV channels, but they don't even maybe really know how to search very effectively with their voice. Uh so that we had the same yeah. similar thoughts there. But continue. And sorry about that. I just want to do so a mic drop. So that's when I uh, thought you know Storycube would make really good sense and uh, and ever since I was a kid I wanted to write stories and I wanted to tell stories. So it kind of uh, everything it felt as if everything is coming together mm-hmm. uh, you know and uh, there's a greater purpose in order to create some legacy. Uh, I mean just imagine right if I stick to this and if I devote one or two years I could actually create Uh, 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 an anthology of interactive stories, which are professionally made, which can become a benchmark, uh, right? Mm-hmm. And, and that's what I'm. And then it is not going to cost me a lot. It's going to create a lot of legacy and body of work for me. And mm-hmm. that's how I thought. You know, this is a good opportunity for me to create very unique IP for myself uh, while I'm doing something that I really love, which is storytelling. Smart. Right? Yeah. Uh, yeah. So yeah. what's uh do you is there anything out there right now like any stories that uh really stand out to you? Like I know uh I I love the Dune stories. Um I grew up with the Chronicles of Narnia. Um I've been seeing some great stories um on some TV shows, but anything stand out to you like creatively, artistically that you're interested in lately? Uh I mean, I like the old ones like when the the ones which I consumed as a kid, right? And Okay. the the kind of content that is coming out right now it's more it's becoming more um serious and more uh it's becoming less and less uh you know uh, yeah less and less of fantasy and more and more yeah. of original content like like if you see the uh, the latest lion king as well i mean i would pick the 1992 version any day right right I feel like we had we actually had, we had this discussion in the office today. It's like you're taking the fun out of it, you know, and you yep. also have to create your your imagination goes is a big part of the of that story at the same time yep. too. So if you guys remember this particular cartoon called Swat Cats. Swat Cats. Guys, yeah. It's it's again bought Sounds by familiar. Yeah, Swat Cats. 
these are just two cats living in new york city they they live actually in a garage and then they have a huge uh, fighter jet in their garage oh, and whenever man. they are monsters <laughs> i'm bringing it up monsters, on the big screen yeah. <laughs> so this is no. what cats and this is such fantastic ip and this so valuable ip which is just long forgotten and i think these this this is the kind of ip that i want to bring back to life right uh, yeah. so i'm just yeah. I'm, i'm trying to reach out to um, warner brothers and i'm trying to reach out to a bunch of other publishers uh, so that i can bring out this and of course gi joe you know yeah, gi joe was such a fascinating toy and such a fascinating uh, cartoon for me and you know i think that culture of playing and uh, creating an uh, creating a gi joe base out of pillows and out of your shoe boxes yeah. and whatever right yeah yeah imagine imagine having that uh, with the aid of an alexa which is going to uh, give you missions right you yeah. have to do something around it and this is a story how it goes with with real production and stuff so i think these kind of ideas fascinate me a lot and uh, that's exactly what i want to kind of uh, create going down the line yeah do you guys remember uh what uh at the end of every gigo episode there was like a little lesson <laughs> and what was the expression what was the, what was the phrase that they they used what is you it? knowing and knowing, is, knowing half is half the battle half, exactly I always, I always thought it was and no one is having the battle well you know what you know who else used to do that was captain planet at the end of captain planet it was like yeah. And here's why you want to recycle that tin can. <laughs> <laughs> and they would always give you like this. Some of them were like real, like, you know, this, uh, dis- yeah, like dystopian future. Like, if you don't recycle, this will happen. And, you that know, people cool. wear like gas mask and stuff. Yeah. And- <laughs> that sounds that sounds like kind of like it was going to the Don Cheadle uh, rendition of uh, Captain Planet. I don't know if anyone saw that one, but that's uh, oh, <laughs> was that, what, what was that on? Is that on Saturday, um, Night Saturday Night Live? Right? Yeah, I think that's what it was. Something like that. <laughs> yeah, but yeah, no, but but the crazy thing is, is like you'd have these kind of like entertaining pieces for these kids to follow along all the way through, and then you'd have like a little bit bit of knowledge or information to mm-hmm. go along with it too. Yep. Um, but yeah, no, those are great stories, Vishnu. And that's that. I'm really glad you brought that up. That's really really great. Yeah, I think yeah, it's, there's a difference between like yeah, you know, I used to watch the the gummy bears and yes, you, would, you, mm. you wouldn't necessarily play role play with the gummy bears, but you definitely did with GI Joe and Thundercats. Oh. Like, that was like every every kid in the neighborhood was a different character and you were having your your battles and whatnot it was great yeah or yeah thundercats another great one i gotta be honest with you i do i really want to see a voltron movie remake because i think they could do voltron so good especially with today's technology and stuff i know we're talking about the classics but for me it doesn't get any better in voltron and i think they could do it I think they can too. You know, it's funny. I, I was a big Transformers kid, and uh, the the newer Transformers movies were real. I I was just like, what am I even looking at? I can't even yeah. like digest what I'm looking at. But then when they made the the last Bumblebee movie, I was like, oh, okay. This was this was so much better than any of the other ones that were just like robot guts kind of flying at me the guys, whole time. Speaking of Transformers, I uh, ended up uh, meeting two of the guys that did the voices because um, I used to go to the video game developers conference, and and I'm an audio engineer, and I had made it like my life's goal to find out who knows how the transformer sound is created the yeah a nice never, 
never met anybody that could simulate that or knew how that that was made and i've talked to tons and tons of folks that's still an outstanding mystery so if anybody knows how that is uh, yeah <laughs> chat it up let's go <laughs> and, and, and you know vishnu i think you bring up a great point and, you know it goes back to something that's like really making the 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 corners now really like turning you know really becoming mainstream which is called you know sonic branding and having those jingles or those like that, like the alpaca skill that you're going to have on there, like that, that is going to be stuff that's going to like stick in people's heads. Yeah. And you know, like right now I've got two daughters and the only thing they sing is like Taylor Swift songs from 10 years ago. And I'm like, uh, you know, to me, it's like nails on a chalkboard, but to them, I mean, you know, completely different. So, um, yeah, I think it's great. But what I wanted to do now is I wanted to go ahead. I'm going to bring up on the big screen, your, um, your profile, your LinkedIn profile, and uh, just show everybody uh, what they should be looking for, mm-hmm. and then show them your smile and face. Hey, there you are. There's that guy. There's that handsome guy. That guy. Who's that guy? <laughs> and then, um, and then we'll head on over to Voice Cube. And uh, I had to, I had to point this out. Man, you look like a rock star there. I love it. Like you're ready to. You, you got a lot of flair, man. I like it. You look good. Um, you got New York City in the background. Is that's New York City, right? With uh, Freedom yeah. Tower. Yep. Yeah. yeah. Cool. So if you guys need something created, Google, Bixby, Amazon, his business, Voice Cube, will be able to help you out and assist you in any way possible. And then uh, Story Cube, which we've already covered, will be launching Christmas Day everywhere. You have voice assistants. And you'll be able to download it through the Google Play Store and the uh, the Apple uh, the Apple App Store, and it's going to be phenomenal. Immersive stories, games, classics, and you can scroll down here, and you can actually hear some of the amazing samples that he has already. So this is going to be phenomenal, and I think it's going to be a, a a nice game change in in the uh, in the world of voice. Um, with that said, we'll do a final round robin. Uh, Ben? Yep. Question. Hey, we, we ask this to every guest that comes on here. We're kind of getting a collection of guests, uh, uh, guest questions. So if you had one question to ask to the voice community, what would that question be? It could be easy. It could be straightforward. It could be big picture, whatever it is. What, what's a question you want to ask the voice community out there? Um, do you guys think voice is going to be voice only or it's going to become an augmentation of voice enabled AR, you know, seven, eight years down the line. So because we, need to know that. because we <laughs> need to know that if we are trying to create content for the future, we need to know that we can't uh, just assume that it's all, it's all going to be that echo dot throughout, right? Because you see right. echo show coming up, echo spot coming up. So yeah. Right. Mm-hmm. Great question. I guess if voice can get as good as, uh, if, if it can get as good as Iron Man, you know, this guy, I mean, it, that's the question. <laughs> is voice strong enough to stand on its own or will it right. just get merged into something else? Mm-hmm. Challenging question. Yeah. AJ, final thoughts. Oh yeah. I wanted to uh, wish you luck and then tell you uh, that I, I recall that Verizon used to uh, do that there. Verizon aggregated uh, their ringtones and for the same reason they wanted to assure that they had quality a friend of mine, uh, Clay, had a company that 
um, was one of only three in the United States. So if you wanted to sell ringtones on Verizon, you had to go to the aggregator and there was only three. And that worked out well for Verizon because it, it made the aggregators responsible for the quality of the content. And mm. they, they were the you know, second biggest or biggest in the country. So that model, at least from a different, uh, similar, but a, a different field seems applicable. So I want to wish you luck in that. And hopefully that will be, turn out to be true for you. The gatekeeper, gatekeepers. Um, so final question, I asked this of everybody and I think you uh, pre-staged me there a little bit so you may steal my thunder. Have you subscribed to VoiceSpark, Alexa and more on YouTube? Yes, I did with both my YouTube accounts. <laughs> I love it. Business Two. and pleasure. <laughs> oh, that's great. That's great. <laughs> All right. Well, hey, hey, Vishnu, here's what we're going to do. We're going to bounce you out here for a second and say some nice things about you. And then uh, just whatever you do, stay on the line, and then we'll bring you back in and BS with you for a couple minutes if you don't mind. Sure. No problem. Thanks, Vishnu. Thank you. Well, that was cool, huh? That was a lot of fun. A lot of fun. Yeah, it was great. The stories, I, I, man. The stories. And, and it really comes down to that, right? Like just yeah. quality, good stories. Let your imagination run through it too. I, I love that. I love that. One of the things that I like about this idea, okay, is it, and, and he brought up IP, intellectual yeah. property. There is a video game console out there now called Evercade. And what they do is they actually sell cartridges that go into this player. I have one. I bought one because I wanted one. And they put about anywhere between eight to 20 games on a cartridge for 20 bucks. You put it, put it in the cartridge. It's just like a Game Boy hooks up to your big screen. But the beauty of it is it's giving this, this old IP a second lease on life, right? Mm. Mm -hmm. So now these old developers, these old people who have these licenses are making a cut of that money. So whenever you look at somebody like Vishnu and what he's trying to do, if mm -hmm. I'm the guy that owns SWAT cats, take it. Whatever you can get, whatever you can get out of it. Why not? It's sitting on a yeah. shelf for me. Here you go. And, and that's, and that's ultimately where I see that going. And if he can do that, if he could wrangle that, uh, if he could herd those cats, I think he's going to have <laughs> one hell of a herd. So, uh, so that being said, yeah, my hat goes off to Vishnu final thoughts on tonight's episode. We have one more thing we need to plug and that is a lemur one more time. So for anybody who wants to get into social audio and uh, have some great conversations with complete strangers, uh, head on over or friends or strangers who will become your friend, mm. go on over to uh, Lemur and the Google App Store. Yep. And the Google App Store or um, the Apple App Store and download it. Give it a try. Because remember, Everybody can be part of a conspiracy. Mm -hmm. And I think I just gave Shane a new uh, catchphrase. Everybody can be part of a conspiracy. Think about it. Okay, cool. So um, are you guys are you guys good to go? Are we ready oh, for the well, I wanted to mention something. Oh, uh, Box Protocol uh, commented and, uh, you know, Vishnu, it'd probably be a good idea to uh, reach out to them. Uh, I yep. know that uh, Vox Protocol is working on building an audio based plugin. So something like a VST that would go inside pro tools or go inside Adobe audition. But the idea is that it would help the process of standardizing the volume levels with an audio processing tool. And it would be right up 
your alley. And yeah. uh, that might be something to talk to him about because he's uh, Steve. Uh, Steve, Steve is yeah. going to begin or he's already begun building it. Uh, but that would be a excellent use case and it would make it much easier for third parties, uh, those content producers to give uh, to have audio that was closer to a finished product. And it's really mm -hmm. exciting. Oh, and then I also wanted to mention, I did check out the uh, Vox Protocol's uh, battle tracks. So he's got oh. two new tracks on there. Last time yep. I did a review of it. The two songs were so good that I had trouble picking picking which one I liked best. They were produced excellently. Great song structure, great hooks, great melodies, uh, just great everything. And I'm just going to say that I picked the first track this time. It was Take My Heart. Uh, it, I, there was like an, it was a nice rock track. It was definitely like totally movie or radio quality, um, rock, up-tempo, gritty, gritty vocal. And guess what? So speaking on behalf of monetization, that's the thing about Vox Protocol. There was, there was, he got a T-Mobile ad in between the two songs. <laughs> so that's their idea to have corporate America foot the bill and move it away from the developers having to ask the customer for money directly. And it's I great. just think yeah. it's fantastic. I got it. So Vox Protocol, Steve Austin out there. Killing it, crushing okay. it. It's great. All right. So you guys ready for the outro? Yeah. Have All a great right. night, everybody. Have a great night, everybody. <laughs>